from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Got to come here if you come to Vegas. Uh, maybe you don't have to, but it's cool to come down here every once in a while. Uh, local establishment, very popular. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang out with us tonight. Uh, college football championship. We didn't even say a word about it. It is what it, it it was what it was. It was what it was, and it just Adam Sheffer came down. It is so. Uh, Williams did tear his ACL as yes. it, as as yes. it looked. Um, so that's. Incredibly unfortunate. Um, sure is. It's just you just look at stuff like that where, again, we talk about it all the time. It's just, man, that is, that's a hopefully not an eight-figure injury, but. Hopefully not. I mean, we've seen it. Listen, we've seen it happen to yeah. multiple college players. They've come back from them. At that age, you can come back from it. Hopefully he's in that category. Hopefully he is in J- that. Jalen Waddell, RG3, Frank Gore. I mean, there's so many of them, right? The list goes on on just the first three that pop in my head. But we hope so. Um, and good for Georgia. Got it done in the fourth quarter. And if you haven't seen Stetson Bennett's Good Morning America interview today, you might want to check it out. I don't think he uh, got any sleep, and I think he might have had a beverage. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun, and he had fun, and that's all that yeah. matters. He's a youngster yes. who had just won the national championship. Good on you, my friend. Good on you. Yeah, yes. I would was, have expected uh, nothing else. It was a good game. It was. It you know, was. If I didn't have any money on it, it was a good game. Yeah. But, you know, I did, so it sucked. So it sucked. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's update all the scores. Guys. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, over in the NBA, we've got two games currently in action. Thunder up on the Wizards, 61-56. to The That's about minus 115 each way on the money line. 225.5, your live total. Uh, Over in Toronto, Raptors lead the Suns early, 31-23. to We got 30 seconds left in the first quarter. Raptors minus 120 on the money line. Suns, even money. Uh, Go over to the NHL. We got three games in action. Panthers lead the Canucks at the end of the first, 2-1. Live numbers on that game. Panthers minus 450. Uh, Canucks plus 347 and a half is your live total. Blackhawks and Blue Jackets, 1-1 second period just getting started. Chicago minus 125 live. Columbus minus 105, six and a half. Your live total in that game. End of one in Buffalo. Lightning on top of the Sabres, uh, two to nothing. The If you wanted to get it live on the Sabres, you can get plus 850 or catch two and a half goals at plus 150. Five and a half is your live total. Over in college basketball, a few top 25 games going on right now. Tennessee all over South Carolina, 45 to 29. That game has 13 minutes remaining in it. 
at the half, Baylor up on Texas, 31 to 26. Live numbers on that game: Baylor nine and a half and 129 and a half is the total. Kentucky up on Vanderbilt, 43 to 30. One minute into the second half, Kentucky's a 14 and a half point live favorite, 145 and a half the live total. Iowa State and Kansas just getting going. And before this uh, Memphis uh, Golden State game tips off, I did put a bet in. I did put a, a Jaron Jackson over his points, rebounds, and assists bet in. No Steven Adams uh, tonight for the Grizzlies. So Jaron Jackson going to have to be a little bit more involved on the boards. Um, like Drew was talking a little bit about rim protection, not been a big, a big staple of the Warriors' defense this year, even though they've been pretty solid across the board. Uh, so expect him to be able to little score a little bit outside, inside for this team. No Dylan Brooks. He's going to be a go-to scorer already for Memphis tonight. So like him over points, rebounds, and assists. I got 24.5. Shop around. You might be able to find 23.5 out there on that one. Guys? Two goals in the third last night. The Avalanche take care of the Kraken. There you go. <laughs> Two goals in the third last night. They needed to rally. They win four to three. You are very excited for Andy McNeil segment later. Right? Oh man! What were they minus like three seventy last night? So that was kind of a oof, tough beat for if you were holding a if three were, to one. If you were holding ticket. a Kraken ticket, why would you? Why would you? I like your prop bet, Kelly Stephen Adams, top fifteen rebounder in the league this year. And uh, if you're betting the Grizzlies, you better hope word didn't get down to Steph. That Isaiah Thomas, Hall of Famer, Detroit Piston Isaiah Thomas, just said that he would take Ja over Steph right now because of Ja's age. So if Steph hears about that, he's gonna drop fifty on him. Be careful. Yeah, but be careful. I mean Isaiah's right. Yeah. <laughs> age wise. Yeah, age wise. Yeah, just yes. age wise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, saying for this season, yeah, but yeah, of, absolutely age wise. The rest yeah. of it is blasphemy. Hey, uh, I don't know if you've been following the Novak Djokovic saga. Oh, 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 I, oh this I is this is the biggest line out. People, it's like, oh, well, are you going to talk about tennis? Yes, because we have plus six fifty bets on Zverev to win the Australian Open, which begins on Sunday in Melbourne, as the Australians call it. Uh, the uh, so Djokovic, for those who missed it, number one, world number one. He uh, he doesn't. He's, he's he's not about the vaccination. He's anti-vax. So Australia has basically been in lockdown for two years. And they have very strict rules about this. And Novak is kind of squirrely about getting around these things. And so he got an exemption. And I don't know about Australian government stuff, but he got an exemption from Victoria, which is not the federal level of Australian government. And so he made his way to Australia because of that ruling, initial ruling, figuring, oh, I'm going to play in the Australian Open where he's won it a billion times already. Well, then he got to Australia, and he was held in detention because the federal government basically said, yeah, nah, you can't do this. You're, we're canceling your visa. And then a judge now on appeal here on this past Monday, yesterday, a judge said, actually, uh, we're reinstating the visa so you can play. And so they put out the seedings for the Australian Open today, and Novak Djokovic, no surprise to anybody, is number one seed. But it's still not done yet because an immigration minister – can still overrule the judge and say kick rocks. So we're not 100% sure that Djokovic is playing in this tournament at this point. Yeah, I mean, they had, I was listening to a segment right before right before we uh, came to the studio today, and they plugged in to the guys down there in Australia, and they seem to think that he is not going to play. Like, they are. That he's not going yes, to play. Like, yeah. they, they seem to think that he is not going to play. They talked to Brad Gilbert. They talked to a couple of other guys that are going to play. And, and like they, they seem to think that that he is not going to get to play, 
when this is all said and done. But yeah, I mean, what a what a saga! What what craziness is is going on here? I mean, it's just uh, listen selfishly from a betting standpoint. Yes, it's all we care get on about. The plane, leave, get him out <laughs> of take town. Take a vacation. Get out of there. Take a vacation. You know, do what you got to do. So just go on. What because will they be, do? Just reseed the whole tournament then? Everybody will just stack up one. Mm-hmm. So they got, they and got somebody will, all, and somebody all will go into the 32 so. spot. Well, they don't have the brackets yet. They don't have the draw. The draw is not oh, till Thursday. They okay. just have the seeds. Got you, got so you. if Novak was bounced, then essentially it's a, it's a two-man tournament, in my humble opinion, between Medvedev and Zverev. And they would end up on different sides of the bracket, and they'll probably meet in the finals, barring something squirrely. But, I mean... Rafa, Rafa Nadal said it in his broken English very well. He's like, well, you know, all I have to say on the subject is basically he knew the rules. Yeah. So. It's an interesting interview. Yes. He was trying to be like as like down the middle as possible without but, being like, you know, he knows the rules. But this though. is why Nadal and Federer will always be held in higher love, esteem than Novak will. Novak just, he's, he's, a, he's a tough guy to sort of embrace. Great, maybe the greatest of all time, and when all is said and done, he'll probably have more slams single than those two, than those two other guys will. But he does he does fun, funky things sometimes. Well, we are at the point of what he could miss he could miss two tournaments in the past calendar year, one because of uh, refusing to take a vaccine, and one because uh, you know he hit somebody with a ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean b- beyond that's exactly right, Kelly. Beyond the virus, he is not as gentlemanly as those other two greats are, right? Federer and Nadal. That being the biggest example, hitting the. By the way, when he hit that, he hit that line woman, and she went down as if she were shot. And Gilbert basically said the Too same soon. thing. He was just kind of like, "Hey, look, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's it, this isn't foreign to other sports as well." He's no. like, "You've got to wear pants. Like, there's, there's, you got to wear pants when you play in major in golf tournaments." Why? Why can't you play in shorts? Why would? But you know what? It doesn't matter whether you would prefer to play in shorts or not, or want to play. In, if you don't wear pants, they're not going to let you play in these golf. And he yep. was just saying, like, it's not to have these things that it's like here's a requirement to play in said sporting event, right? And he's like, it's not outside of the realm of possibility for this to happen in any of the sports that are that are that go on out there. And so, you know, it, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a ton of sympathy here from for all this because I mean. He could play or you not play. Well, the latest, it's up to him, right? I mean, the, the latest thing, and again, we're all doing it through the yeah. prism of the bets because all we care about is that we have Zverev bets at yeah. plus six fifty, which is just an outstanding number, and especially if Djokovic is is kicked out. But the other thing now, the latest thing is apparently, you know how you you fill out forms, even when you get your COVID mm-hmm. test or I get mine, we have to fill out, hey, have you had any symptoms in the last fourteen days? Have you traveled? So apparently, Novak said he hasn't traveled in the last fourteen days, but he's been <laughs> spotted in Spain yeah. and Serbia. <laughs> It was like paparazzi. No, photos. no, I haven't traveled. <laughs> how'd you get from like, Spain and Syria? And posted them on the Instagram too. Right, like, yeah. yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole nine. The yards. current odds over at DraftKings for this on the men's side. This is interesting because, like, Matt, we look, we looked at this a bit last week. Gil, while you were gone, like these do keep moving. So Djokovic plus one forty, which he was like when we looked at it last. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Medvedev's at plus 225, Zverev at plus 380. You guys have Zverev at plus 550? Plus 650. 650, okay. Yeah. Then it's Nadal 11 to 1, Sinner 25 to 1. Yannick Sinner, yeah. Rublev 30 to 1, so on, so on. So is that, I mean, is Zverev three, plus 380 or Medvedev plus 225 worth making a bet now? I, I genuinely believe if Novak is gone, 
it's those two guys. Is it one of those though? You, in your minds, do you have to wait? Like, are you wait by your computer, wait for that news for Novak to leave, and then bet it before those odds shift, or bet it now? No, you probably if you if if you believe. I mean, you're you're being asked to speculate mm. on international. No, I know. It's, it's yeah. fascinating. I I th- I have always believed that they are going to bow to common decency. They have made their population strictly court for two years. Like it's it's way more strict than it has been here. And so to let a guy just you know flaunt the rules, not flaunt the rules, but just absolutely buck the rules because he's Novak Djokovic, that's not really something that the Australian population is going to like. And I think ultimately that's what's going to go down. But I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Let's just put it this way. We got in our bets. Maybe you should too. Coming back, college basketball and then teasers in the National Football League. Matt Cox from Three Man Weave next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Kelly on a Tuesday night. I'm looking for this uh, tweet we got last night. And of course, now that I am uh, desperately searching for it, it's nowhere to be found. But essentially, <laughs> but essentially, this uh, we had it, it's a good tweet because it, oh, here it is. Uh, this is from last night. Gil, as the uh, big dog of the PTA crew, I'm not the big dog, by the way. Can you not decree that Matt's kicking wager must take place before the big game? Supposed to be 60 plus in Vegas this weekend. I will be out and would love to witness. Oh, a crowd. We never factored in the the the, the crowd. You buckle under a crowd. Yeah, the possible crowd noise, Gil. We never factored that in. <laughs> That's right. Crowd <laughs> noise. What do you think? Yeah, people people rooting against me, like trying to. Uh... I mean, nobody's on your side yet, so yeah. Amal was in last week, Gil. He was definitively. He was like, I want on the left footed. He, he didn't rule. He out... said he said the right footer. He wouldn't bet. Yeah, he, he, did, bet he didn't rule him out on... making the forty-one yard or whatever. No forty. But... 40, 40, sorry. but Amal was like, wait, I'm you're going to kick yard. a, tw- what is it? 21 yarder, 21 yarder, left footed, 21 yarder, left footed, 21 yarder. Yes. 21, 21. We decided 21. Well, the 20, because it was, I made the comment because the, the, the college kicker missed the 21 yard. I, oh, uh, or, gotcha. I mean, no, because gotcha. they settled for the 21 yard. Is, uh, uh, is, it was, no, no. It was because the punter, they didn't kick with the punter from a 21 yard right. field goal. That's what uh, it was. Yes. yes. 
Yes. And I'm like, I could make a 21-yarder left-footed, and then it became yeah. this whole so thing. And during whatever. a break, Matt practiced his, like, pendulum-swinging left-footed kick. Yeah. And Ball saw that one time and was like, yeah, I'll take as much as I can get on the no <laughs> Max <on that> against. <laughs> I told Parlay today on a numbers game, and Parlay shot back the look of, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Like the left-footed well, one. The left-footed one. The uh, here, here's here, here's some other stuff just in my in my research, which is why I don't know research. if it could take place um, this weekend or not. You got to break it. So the Duke is like, <laughs> you've had it for a month and a half. No, no. So well, yeah, but I'm not like. I mean, whatever. So here's the. So the Duke is like, you know, it's it's a professional ball, and it's like, I guess like super thick leather or spe- some kind of special leather. I, I don't really know. But you got to break in the Duke. It's like a whole process. You can buy them already broken in, which I didn't know or I would have, whatever. And they cost like an extra $150. Wow. You have to break them in mm. on your own. Mm. The balls are like rock hard. This is not going over well. We'll, we'll have to put uh, associate producer Wyatt Tomchek on this. Who is? Oh, a, he can break it in? Well, I mean, he used to work, allegedly used to work in the UNLV equipment department for the football hmm. team. So he should know a thing or two about these About things. breaking in the I would the think Duke. so. He yeah. should know if this is a valid concern. I would think oh, so. Oh, yeah. apparently it's a super... Guys, listen. Wyatt, there, there, there are more. There are more kicking webs like kicking websites out there than you would ever imagine. I do respect there, your uh, your research there, on this. There are more kicking websites out there than you would ever imagine. Like it's 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 crazy. The internet's wild, man. The internet's wild. Love how seriously you're taking this. <laughs> uh, let's talk some college hoops. Let's bring in Matt Cox from Three Man Weave at Three MW underscore CBB. What's happening, Matty? Gil, how are you, man? Good to see your be- or see your lovely face and Thank you, hear sir. your lovely voice, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it on both counts. Good to see your lovely hair as well. What's what's going on there? Is it blowing in the wind? You're just, you're just flaunting how much hair you have? What's going on? It's it's fresh out of the shower. It's basically a day removed from a few texts from my mother who watches my daily show, and it's like, Matt, it's it's time to get that get that whacked. So yeah, hoping she's not watching right now. Oh, really I'm sure she there. is. I'm convinced she is. So. Mm. It's probably past her bedtime. So yes, you're saying this is not a new look, is what you're saying. This is not a new look. <laughs> no, this is no, no, just no. This, this is, is a... this is pre-look. You're you're going to get a look at some point in the next week or two. A, a better look, yeah. So okay. you guys, we need to time my appearances in accordance to my haircut schedule. Like Sounds right good. now, I'm usually I'm a week off. So you should have got Jim tonight. You should have had mm-hmm. me next week. But it's fine. It's that's not your Kelly. fault. That's on Kelly. It's not bad, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can talk Kelly. It's mostly Kelly. Yeah. Uh Let's talk about a couple tips that happen here in about ten minutes. Oklahoma's at Texas, Chris Beard's Texas Longhorns, and Illinois, the Fighting Illini, uh, against Nebraska. Couple ranked teams in Texas and Illinois. I don't know that you have a play on either, but since they're ranked teams involved, we thought we'd get your take on both of these. Yeah, Texas is a conundrum, man. It's a tough riddle to solve. Chris Beard, obviously, inheriting a whole new amalgamation of new pieces there. They just got word, I think an hour ago that Trey Mitchell's going to play. He's a key part of that offense. That was not in the line as of this morning. They're laying a touchdown here. I think it's actually a pretty cheap price just on a pure value perspective, but Texas has not played like a good favorite. They've not put anyone emphatically away all year. So for that reason, I stayed away, especially against Porter Moser. I mean, he's the ultimate underdog coach Um, on the Illinois side. Yeah, they're a cover machine. I am in no hurry to get in front of that steam, especially in these like large dog home spots. They've not played well this season. They typically you get like a, a, a vintage home dogs got to be like in that four to seven point range. But when it gets to like 10 points and higher, uh, the home value kind of erodes. Uh, and I think it's a terrible matchup for Nebraska who has no size up front. I think Illinois steam rolls them, honestly. 
So let's talk about maybe the the game of the night here. We have Auburn and Alabama, two ranked teams going at it. We have right now, there is one two and a half left out there if you want the Alabama side. It is up to three if you want the Auburn side. Total of 156, 156 and a half. What do you see in this SEC matchup? Uh, big conflict for me. I think there's value actually on Auburn. I think there's actually a pretty steep price given how awesome Auburn's been. And a lot of the awards that we've seen emerge from Alabama, uh, which I think actually can manifest in some matchup issues against Auburn. You cannot score at the rim at all against Auburn. Uh, with the size they've infused up front, you basically have to shoot mid-range and threes. Bama can get hot from three, but that's going to limit them to one real avenue of consistent scoring. I think they need the balance of their inside uh, hard drives that can then sup be supplemented with threes. But the spot is so juicy, man. Um, got word that the crowd has been packed to the gills like an hour and a half before tip. So this will be a true vintage SEC home game, Iron Bowl. Everything shapes up for a home run effort here from uh, Crimson. I did take them small at minus two. I think anything above that's a little too rich. These guys have been drinking for 24 straight hours, too, <laughs> after last. So it's like, yeah, this is going to be I know. The crowd actually might lack some juice. I know. It's like, did they, did they pace themselves? Like, was it like a drown your sorrows all night bender? And then what does that lead to tonight? <laughs> And kind of peel back players as to what kind of mood that crowd's going to be. Your biggest play of the night does start in uh, less than 10 minutes as well, though. Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Yeah. Where are you going here? Yeah, so in the uh, time I sent you guys that play, and uh, right now, the big news, semi-big news, Jarkel Joyner, a key guard for Mississippi, is out. But I think you've gotten an extra half-point point of value on those who played it, uh, played the other side with the injury news. Kermit Davis had basically a shell roster last two games, took Tennessee to overtime, um, I just think his one three one amoeba zone is sort of personnel agnostic. They run such good stuff. I think you can actually bet on Mississippi and certain these types of well-coached teams when they have guys out. Cause I think people want to bet the injuries and usually get some good value punching back the other way. So I took Mississippi here catching five and a half. Matt, I think the last time I had you on, I asked if there was a team that you thought was kind of a, a sleeper team that was sitting out there kind of in the weeds. Let me ask you the, the reverse here. Is there a team that you've, that you've cooled on, that you were pretty hot on, and now as we've gotten a, a decent little sample size here that you're, you're kind of starting to back off of? Yeah, a couple teams right now playing. Um, I'm trying to pick a good one here. I'm, I'm getting a look at uh, who's I'm blanking. Oh, yeah, USC just lost to Stanford and a crowd of about 50 people were on hand there at Palo Alto. These Pac-12 crowds have been just barren, by the way. It's a whole nother aside. But um, yeah, USC 13-0 undefeated coming into this game. They lay a stinker against, I would say, a pretty lackluster Stanford team. I think they're a little bit of a house of cards this year. Um, defense is good. Offense has a lot of warts. Um, I think they're a good fade opportunity, especially given that they have a COVID condensed schedule coming up the next week. They're going to have, I think, three games in five days, not a deep team. So I think you continue to fade USC the next week or so and, and uh, catch some good value there. So with USC's loss, correct me if I'm wrong here, does that not leave Baylor now as the lone undefeated in college basketball? Man, I, if there's anyone who's less aware of the like AP yeah. ranking, like overall yeah. records. It's it's me. I think Baylor though is the only team. I believe they right? are. And so the way too early, early January question would be this. The the chances of that team flirting with an undefeated season or getting un, or, or being undefeated till the tournament, let's say. <sighs> Low. They actually have to go to Alabama, by the way, in the middle or late January on top of the gauntlet that is the Big 12. And in all of their big tests this year, they've taken care of business when they had to down the stretch. 
and maybe I'm short sight. I'm not putting as much stock as I should into that, but they have not been as dominant as I would like to see a team who I'm maybe penciling in as an undefeated run the table type team. Big Tulsa is too good. Go yeah. just too deep. Gonzaga, Purdue and Duke still shorter shots to win the title. than the undefeated Baylor bears, uh, the defending national champions. Um, is there a team that you would make a wager on Get, getting out of here, here in 30 seconds? Is there a team right now? That's a Future? long shot. Yeah. Futures bet. Um, I think teams like, I guess Duke's price pretty high. Yeah, I think Duke's the best team. That's my pick right now. But uh, I think the odds makers have this one properly adjusted accordingly. Uh, Michigan State's maybe a deep, uh, dark horse in that second tier. Vintage Izzo team, no pure star power, but just well-connected, play smart, improving. Um, and they're in good position right now. They're probably going to get a top three seed the way they keep playing throughout the Big Ten. They'll rack up a ton of good wins, put themselves on a good seed line with a good draw to make a deep run. Um, so yeah, Spartia there, I think at 40 to one would be kind of that second tier type of uh, team. All right, Matt. Appreciate it, man. Keep growing that hair. We like it. Nah, it's getting whacked tomorrow, man. I appreciate you calling <laughs> that out. My mother's not going to be very happy with me. Take care, fellas. You too. Matt Cox from three man. weave three MW underscore CBB. I have a three man weaver on the show tomorrow. I think it's Matt Cox. Matter of fact, I think. I wonder if he will have his hair. He can't have his haircut. No, no. First day in the morning. That would be impressive. Uh, we promised you teasers. Uh, we would manufacture a teaser because there's only really one Stanford Wong teaser leg this week. That's the Buccaneers. Who would you pair that with? Next, Vison's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Vison, the sports betting network. Vison has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. That's what we're hoping. It's our all new big game, big dance special. Providing VEASAN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game in college hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. That's at VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. $69. Let's keep it, let's keep it uh, on topic here, Gil. It is 95.73 Australian. There you Australian go. There you go. Yes. Ah, Down theme. in Australia, 95.73 it's going to cost you. 95.74 if you're Novak Djokovic. <laughs> they round up on yeah. you. 95.73. Mm-hmm. That should be interesting. See how that goes down. All right, uh, teasers. Here's the deal. We do this every week. Teaser Tuesdays, and we have a funky intro for this. Yeah, but I, Matt got replaced on the guitar. It's me now. So it's My band's on. This is so you. I know, right? I could see you just rocking out to this in your garage. What happened? What you got? You got fired. Matt's band went big, so like uh, it got copyrighted. Apparently, yeah, apparently we were getting uh, <laughs> C and Ds on it oh. whenever we were posting this segment online. Yeah. So uh, oh. I'll have to talk to my attorney about that. Yeah, yeah. Matt's, uh, Matt's band got you know they got signed by a you know, record <laughs> company or something. Do they still have record companies? Yeah. Did you sure. see that thing yesterday? Because we we commented on it when we were watching the uh, college football national championship. Remember the play where they flagged a- Alabama for. Uh, what was it? Disconcerted. What was the what was the term? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, were, were they disconcerting the signals. Together and stuff? Disconcerting yeah. signals or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Everybody was talking about how that sounds like a band name on Twitter. <laughs> I remember when I went to see disconcerting signals. Disconcerting. You just look at your significant other and be like, "You are giving me disconcerting signals." <laughs> I feel like you're giving me disconcerting signals right now. You just dis- <laughs> you just disconcerted me in general. <laughs> All right. So teaser options. Six games. Where are you going to tease? Are you going to tease? The only 
Stanford Wong teaser leg would be the Buccaneers down from eight and a half to two and a half against the Eagles. I'm assuming we all like that. What would you pair it with? I do. Matt maybe doesn't even like it, right? You don't like that? No, no. I don't think the Bucks lose. I think that eight and a half does feel a little heavy on the on the full game line. You know, on on the actual eight and a half line there. Like I said, so I mean, it, Drew made a couple of good good points. Where like typically this is a funnel like a funnel defense with the Bucks, right? Like you you don't run, you have to pass. They you know, and that's that's just kind of how you you go about attacking them. But there has been since week ten. As far as like their their run defense success rate, it's it's like fifteenth in the NFL. Now that's not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not like one of these like oh you can't run against them, right? I mean they're just they're more kind of like league average, kind of in the middle uh, run defense as opposed to this this you know unit that we saw towards the beginning of the season where it literally was like you just you know they were giving up forty fifty yards game because you couldn't do anything against them. So, um, but yeah, I mean two and a half I think is two and a half I think is fine. I certainly think that the the style of play that the 49ers are going to uh, are going to go after the Cowboys that that going up in that one would would be pretty interesting again that's, because that's the one I like run heavy yeah you know again limit possessions against the Cowboys you can't really take anything into account like the two big offensive explosions for the Cowboys the past two weeks was against a shell of an Eagles team this past week because again they were outside of the COVID issues that they had, they played the B team as it was anyway. And then the Washington football team that had all the COVID issues and all the injury issues. So I mean like the, the two big offensive explosions that they've had are against teams that weren't really going out there to, to get it done. Kelly did not list because he took poetic license here, did not list the Always. bills or the Cardinals as tempting teaser legs. I'm not sure if that would get on your radar. For me, it would be the Buccaneers and the Niners. You mean the Patriots or the Patriots or the Cardinals? What did I say? Yeah, uh, Bills. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was no. Uh, so like that was well, it's four now at DraftKings, three and a half actually. They're hanging on that Rams Cardinals. So I, I was thinking a four and a half. Yeah, I'd throw it yeah. in there. But I'm just saying, Patriots yeah. and Cardinals would be other options. Yeah. There, there's definitely always Kelly's poetic license. Absolutely. The, here, yeah. We should call it. We should name this segment that yeah, Kelly's teaser options. Yes. Really, yeah. Kelly's allowed <laughs> teaser Tuesday options. I kind of like. I kind of see this. I kind of see this Raiders, Bengals game different than than Drew does. Like I wouldn't. I think if I was leaning towards the Raiders, I would just play them on the money line. I, I think they either just win the game or Cincinnati does what Cincinnati does, and I don't think this game plays close. Like I, I think it's. I think it's one of the two. I don't think that this falls within just because the offense. The number. Are so yeah. Dynamic, like so, if yeah. their offense is cooking, then they're gonna they're gonna beat the hell out of the Raiders, right? But if they're not, if the Raiders are getting home with that defensive line, they're not able to get any rhythm going. They can't just kind of go up and down the field. Then I think the Raiders probably just win it outright, right? Like I don't think that the I don't think the number really comes comes into play. Now that said, teaser's a different situation, right? I mean, like there's there's a difference between five and eleven for sure. So um but yeah, I don't I, I think if I was leaning more Raiders, I'd almost just rather play them at on the money line. I think they just went outright. Remember, of course, this has nothing to do with teasers, but remember after this round, they reseed. So I'm already thinking about the Titans at one in the AFC if the Bills beat the Patriots, big big if, but if the Bills beat the Patriots, uh, the 4-5 game, and the, what's the other one I'm thinking of? And the uh, the other game being the, well, obviously the Chiefs doesn't matter in this particular case, but if the... Well, if any, if any team, so if any team with a higher seed 
Right. So in other words, the the Titans will end up playing the team with the lowest seed. Yes, the worst seed. And so assuming the worst seed, I know. Since Gil and I always get crossed paths on this. I've been been alive for decades. We were saying the same thing. With the worst, they will play the worst seeded team. So assuming it's not the Steelers, which I think we, we we feel somewhat comfortable assuming, and and let's say the Bills do get by the Patriots. That's a big difference between the Raiders and the Bengals playing the Titans, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was the Bengals at the Titans, there's always reason to be scared of the Bengals. If it's the Raiders, oh yeah, I, you just feel so much better about it. You do. I I, I certainly do. You do. Yeah. Uh, I I think. Yeah. I mean, if that happens, like I I think the Titans are like strolling into an AFC championship. I don't oh, know, there's I don't... no doubt who the Titans are pulling for in this yes. game. Like they, they are, <laughs> like, they, there is no. They are going to. They're they're going to have on the silver and black sitting together watching this game. Who like... they're really pulling for is the Steelers. <laughs> that's right. The, that's what oh, they're yeah. really pulling for for multiple reasons. <laughs> but yes, but if it, it, I mean, I I actually think the Patriots f- would strike less fear in the Titans than the Bengals for sure mm-hmm. also. So, I mean, if the Patriots win, they'd be pretty pumped about that because they'd end up playing the Patriots, assuming the Chiefs beat the Steelers. So, uh, no, no, other way around. This is Yeah, yeah, no, that's correct because the, the Patriots are the sixth seed, right? The Bills-Patriots is the 6-3. Pardon me. Yeah, so the Patriots win and the Steelers lose. The Patriots would end up playing the Titans. Anyway, a long way of saying, because I'm, I'm babbling about it, long way I'm saying is the Bengals are way scarier to me than the Raiders are. It was interesting to get Drew's take on that game. And I understand what you're saying. If there's any matchup on the board where you can sort of see the underdog either just getting it done or getting blown out, yeah. maybe that's the game. Yeah. I, I, I agree with all of it. Yeah. I agree with what Drew's saying. I agree with Matt's saying. I agree with what you're saying. Where the the I think that the game could go. I, that's probably how I would bet it too, mm-hmm. Matt. Like if for this game this week, just because you're talking more two dynamic offenses, and what happens if one of them slows down? I think you're looking at potential blowout scenario. So if I was going to go bet the Raiders, probably would just be on the money line. But when you look at the playoffs longer term, right? The Bengals are a much much more dangerous team yeah. than the Raiders. Well, I guess that's why with this just with this Raiders. I mean, like, look, if we look this past. Last week and 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 yeah, it was a, it took a Herculean effort for the Chargers to come back or whatever. But you know, again, if we just if we just go by the metrics, the the Bengals are a, are a better team across the board than than the Chargers, right? I mean, they're a more efficient offense, they're a better defense, they're like it's it's a better it's a better team across the board here, and so they're. I, I just think the Raiders have to run really, really pure, and they very well might. I mean, again, the the, weak, the one weakness would be that offensive line, and then going up against the, the defensive line of the Raiders, and they keep getting home and knocking Burrow off of his spot, and not being able to kind of get anything done from that aspect. And yeah, I think they could just win it outright. I just don't think I, I, this has the biggest blowout potential. I think of the week to me this this game more than even the Chiefs, more than even the Chiefs and Steelers. Yeah, like I, don't, like, I, I, like, I don't disagree. I, I think this has the biggest blowout potential. I for me. still say, and by the way, I'm, every time I open my mouth, I get like Eagles fans. Why do you hate the Eagles so much? Or Bills fans? Why do you hate the Bills so much? I don't hate either of them. I still think the Bucks Eagles has the biggest potential for a blowout. I think that's one of those that could be a huge blowout or be a very tight game. I wouldn't be surprised by either outcome for the reasons that Drew was mm-hmm. stating about the Eagles' strength really does play into the Buccaneers' strength. Um, but as the biggest topic sentence of all of this is, no one's without a flaw. So, no one's really not. Yeah. yeah I guess bring it, it back to actual teasers for this week. Real oh, quick. This, I actually do have a teaser is? bet in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do, I do have the... Let's hear it. I did the Bucks and Chiefs. We talked about this yeah. a little bit last night. I did te- tease the Chiefs down from 12 and a half to six and a half. 
definitely not a Wong teaser uh, play there. But that I think that's the one game that, that Gil, you and I are going to see differently from all week. I, I understand what you're saying. You're not as high on the Chiefs. Think they might have, Steelers might have a backdoor, you know, possibility with that, you know, catching 13 or whatever. I'm still comfortable, even with no Tyree kill. I'm so down on the Steelers. I think if I can get this under a touchdown, and don't get me wrong, under seven is way different than, you know, 13, right? Well, so the, the, the problem and the reason why I would not go and bet the Chiefs where it sits right now, I mean, listen, you could have a 20-point lead in, like, the back doors. Yep. The back doors back open doors in the fourth quarter. I mean, they, they score a touchdown, they go for two, and then and it's a cover. Like, 20, you'd be winning by 20. Yes. But Kelly's talking about the teaser, yeah. so a little different. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not going to speak for Brent Musburger, but I know if Brent was here, I have a feeling he'd take the Steelers plus all the points teased <laughs> up. Coming back, the ridiculous task of CFB Futures. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Memphis up on the uh, Warriors, 39 31, 845 left in the second quarter. What do you have in this game, Kelly? I uh, just got a player plop, uh, player prop, Jaron, Ooh. player plop. Do you have a player you plop? You can plop, <laughs> plop on plop. it if you want to. As a rebound plops right into Jaron Jackson mm. Jr.'s hands, I have uh, his over points, rebounds, and assists at 24 and a half. I thought he was hurt there for a second. Uh, yeah, I did. He's yes, right. that was a little scary. Can I do a numbers game thing and then read tweets and do we it. can comment on these? Uh, touchdown, Jesus. Where performance unfortunately meets perception, he says. Does Mac Jones have a chance at rookie of the year or did weeks 15 through 18 do him in? Oh, for the love of the 14-game season. What do you think? Unfortunately. I mean, I think if you go the whole body of work, the whole season, he was probably a little bit more consistent than Jamar Chase. But then you look at what Chase was able to accomplish these last few weeks. I mean, then he goes and he sets the record. The masterpiece. Yeah. The masterpiece against the Chiefs. Yeah, he sets the records and all that and everything. And and so with that, I do believe that there is going to be – because, I mean, we talk about this. Like, these these guys are going to go in, and when they sat down to vote, they're sitting down, they look, and they're like – Oh, okay. This guy set a record, and what you know, and these are all the things that he did. And whoa, look at those last couple of games, and like you get all of that going on, and then you pull up the you pull up Mac Jones' game log for the last few games. Like, ooh, it looks like he really faded down the stretch, and you know, blah blah blah. And he, you know, I I think it's one of those deals where me personally, I'd probably give it to the guy who had the better you know, coast to coast season or whatever. But I, I don't think they're going to do that. So I, I got a follow up on that for you guys. So the 
So last year, last week we were sitting here, and I bet I bet Mac Jones last week when it had faded all the way to two to one in town, and I'm like, I think with the whole season's body of work, and he's still going to play in Week 18, where Jamar Chase likely isn't going to do much. Question is, did his Week 18 performance hurt my bet or help my bet? And probably hurt it. Oh yeah. Like that's, I don't, I don't don't even know. I think he has a chance, but I think it's, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a small chance now at this point. This is from Jason H 11. Uh, It's currently minus two Fahrenheit in Buffalo. uh, Excuse me. In upstate New York, minus 20 with the wind chill here in upstate New York. Drew, I hope you get sunburn that a comment of Drew Densick (laughs) being in his backyard. Uh, Ryan Hyatt, who always gives us great questions. What's the biggest thing you change? from regular NFL season to postseason when it comes to valued metrics, stats, or other quote-unquote analytics, what translates, what doesn't? Interesting question from Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I, well, it's kind of we were actually, interesting, interestingly enough, we were talking about this on a, on a break where it's it's one of the things you have to try and, to deci- try and decipher is what do you value from a statistical standpoint for these particular teams as we're entering the, entering the playoffs, right? So, like I mentioned, so the Bucks defense, for example, the 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 numbers from what you have full season to what you have kind of what have you done for me lately since kind of week ten or whatever differ over the course of of the whole season. And so, like you take that and you say like a team like the Bucks for sure, from an offensive standpoint as well, you probably would want to really shrink down what you're looking at because overall season numbers for the Bucks are going to look drastically different than what they're going to be taking the field with when we go into the playoffs. And so like, I think shrinking what you're looking at for that. And then we're, we, we bring up the Titans. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think you look more towards those numbers and what they looked like more towards the beginning of the season as to, because that's likely what you're going to get from them moving into the, moving into the playoffs with the week off. We assume, even though they didn't go ahead and put um, Derek Henry on the 53 man roster, that that was just strictly precautionary. It wasn't necessarily because he's not ready. So we assume he's going to get it. So then you're going to look at kind of more towards the beginning of the season with, with that team and, and take those data points as opposed to what you saw from, you know, the weeks 10 to 18 or whatever. So I, you do kind of have to shift what you're looking at. I like to not look at full season data most of the time with most of these teams. Cause they have pretty much drastically changed. I think the only team in the playoffs that we could look at and say like, wow, really nothing has changed at all for like a couple of these teams, like the, the, the Packers really have been the Packers. That being said, they're going to get Bakhtiari back on the offensive line. They're going to get Jair Alexander back in the defense. Like they're, so they're actually, if anything, getting better. And there wasn't any really, you know, again, knock on wood, if you're in Buffalo and you're a fan of, of the team up there, there wasn't really any major injuries on the Buffalo side all, all year long. Right. So you were able to kind of, you were able to kind of see what you had on that team pretty much weekend and week out. But a lot of these other teams dealt with a ton of injuries, dealt with things that are going into the playoffs and or getting people back as we head into the playoffs. So yeah, I, I do shift pretty pretty drastically as we head into the playoffs. Edward J. Perez uh, was listening this morning, Gil, so Ash Barty at plus 450 has uh, some value to it. Yes, I would say yes on the women's side. Ash Barty plus 450 for the Australian Open certainly does. Uh, this is from this is from Chris Hartman. Gil, please make sure Matt gets his kicking boots broken as well. Would hate to see another three-week delay. All the best efforting this event. 
I, you know what? In you all know? the websites, I don't. They haven't said anything about breaking in. Yeah, research uh, that. Yeah, I was about to say, but I should research. I assume they just be like, "No, you you got to break." Especially like, since you got the fancy like no laces to interfere with your kicking and everything. So. Which, by the way, why doesn't every kicker? We, we, I was going to say yeah, we look at these we, these cleats come in because obviously it's been twenty five years since I bought <laughs> cleats. So like you don't, I don't. I'm not up on the cleat technology these days or something. Those cleats came in and we looked at them. And we're like, why was this not a thing when we were kids? It makes all the sense in the world. All they did was just make the laces go a little bit more to the side to where like where you kick the ball, right. there's not laces. We never right. thought of that. And like, yeah, wow. unbelievable. Like, Let's have the crazy. laces mess all this up. <laughs> Paul Nelson, condolences on the loss of your father, Gil. Thank you. I'm enjoying the show. A look into Super Bowl matchup odds or exact finish might be interesting. I like a Green Bay, Tennessee matchup at 10 to 1 or with Kansas City at 11 to 1. We will do exactus tomorrow night. That's right. All lined up for tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow night. And Tim Swiler, uh, hi Gil, big fan. Thank you. Who's that young guy on primetime talking college basketball Tuesday night? Uh, I'd like to follow him. Thank you. So sorry about your dad. I would be a mess if my 90-year-old superstar father passed. Yes, thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. His name is Matt Cox. You can follow him on Twitter at 3MW underscore CBB. DGen Southern Gent as a guy with Mac Jones Rookie of the Year, 10 to 1 in my pocket. I have already accepted that that ticket is now a digital coaster. If you want uh, if you want Matty's personal, it is M-A-T-T-Y underscore C-O-X. There you go. All right. More personal. All right. Uh, college football odds for the year 2022 now that 2021-22 is in the books. This is for the 22 regular season and, of course, the subsequent championship in 2023. No surprise, Bama 2-1, to one, Georgia plus 225, and Ohio State 7-1. to one. Dabo without his coordinators, not to mention his AD, at Clemson at 9-1. to one. Everybody else is 35-1 to one or beyond. And I guess, Matt, the only question I would say is we can count on Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State all being great again. I'm not sure we can count on that with Clemson, quite frankly, but with Transfer portals and NIL and everything else to swirl. How could you possibly make a wager on this at this recruiting point? Recruiting still. What's that? Recruiting still. Recruiting yeah, still. That's not all done. Like, I mean, if I asked any college football expert now, like, hey, is there a team under the radar? Like, I don't know if they could give me a credible answer. I mean, it'd have to be a long shot, right? Like, it, ha- it would have to be a long shot that you think that you know they're going to get, like, transfer X and Y and you think the recruiting class is going to come in strong. And by think, I mean, you feel pretty strongly about it. I think that's the only way you can really put a bet in right now. Cause I think even with these top teams, Gil, like it's, I, I mean, depending on what transfers they get lose, like I, these odds could, they're probably not going to shift much between where they are and, you know, to 10 to one, that sort of thing. But I, I don't know why you would, then why would you ever do something right now and do some, you know, bet it when you know what the team really looks like? Every day there's a new thing. Jackson Dart, who was the quarterback at USC, he entered the transfer portal. Does that mean that Caleb Williams is going to join Lincoln Riley at USC? <laughs> the transfer portal has been ridiculous. Like, it's, yeah. I feel like every quarterback in the nation's in it. I mean, USC at 40 to 1. I mean, if, I, if, if, I'm, try, if I'm forced to talk myself into a bet, do I take a Pac 12 team because that conference is weak? And whoever wins that conference, then, you know, because the committee is is power five biased, they have the easier path, like the Cavaliers when LeBron was playing for them in the Eastern Conference kind of thing. I think that's a good point. If you had to make one right yeah. now, I'd probably pick one of those Pac-12 teams. Yeah. Yeah. And even say. then, I just it, <laughs> And even then. It's just yeah. like, it's, I, I, I tweeted this line. I was like, one of those two teams on the field is going to win five of the next eight national championships. One of the one of those two teams that was on the field last night. Yeah, like they're they're going to win five of the next eight. They have 
and loaded Ohio, this team. And Ohio State will win two of the other yeah, three. Yeah, and Ohio State will probably win two of the other three, and then there'll be a one one mixed in somewhere in there. They they have just loaded these teams from top to bottom with it's 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 insanity just how how incredibly loaded both Alabama and Georgia are for for the foreseeable future. I mean, like these these guys were playing last night, and you hear them talk about. Oh yeah, freshmen had to come in. You know, like they're getting these freshmen in national championship games and, and and getting meaningful reps for these teams and stuff. It's just it's it's crazy. So I mean, I, I can't. That was at Ohio State Rose Bowl too. It's like, oh, there's Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Everybody catching three touchdowns. Yeah, because all they talked about was how yeah. oh how depleted the receiver yeah. core was. It's like, oh well, when you have a whole sideline full of five stars, you just put one of those out there. It is our weirdest sport, right? Yeah. Like every everything else is is settled on the field. College football is committee-driven. Then it's settled on the field, right? And it's obviously biased with power. It's such a weird, weird thing. The Grizzlies are putting it on the Warriors right now, 51-37. to 37. Steph Curry only one field goal made so far. What were you saying about Steph since Christmas? Well, yeah, he's, he's shooting 30, shooting 34% from the field. They should cut him. He's terrible. Terrible. How dare he? Coming back. Hockey next. Peace primetime action. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.